short ball, grab a loose back and pull scarcely past square leg. Yeah, yeah, very funny. It was nine wickets anyway. Moving on, I am back from a week. Coming 88th in the Victorian Senior Amateur Golf Championship, a performance I would describe as rubbish. But one of the golden rules of the newsletter is do not mention sport, and I've done it twice. Let's move on. As I've got back from a week away, the market seems to have got over its Omicron fears. I've put a couple of charts in the top of the spy section today, which sort of sums up Omicron. It is a chart of South African cases which have absolutely spiked in the last couple of weeks from less than 1,000 a day to 20,000 a day. So the number of cases up 20 times, thanks to Omicron. But the number of deaths has actually gone down. And that sort of sums it up. It seems the Omicron new pandemic fear has evaporated and it seems to be the natural development of a virus to go from deadly pandemic mutate, crowd out all the deadly viruses and eventually mutate into a seasonal flu and that seems to be what's happening at the moment. The headlines are still there. First Omicron death in the UK. Johnson warning, Boris Johnson that is, warning about a UK tidal wave of cases. Covid cases in the US up to 50 million, 800,000 deaths. A Oxford study suggesting that existing vaccines are not as effective against Omicron, but the market doesn't seem to worry. Most of the US markets having dropped sharply on the first Omicron outbreak and the first Omicron scare, a scare which scared me out of the market or us out of the market in our portfolios, has recovered and US markets up 3 to 4 to 5% last week. So still lots of headlines. As you sit, I have to say, as you sit and read about the stock market rather than write about the stock market when you're on holiday, you do tire of the adjectives. VIX surges. No, it didn't. It was up 2.2 points overnight. But the Reuters title says, hell headline says VIX surges. We really should take all the adjectives out of stock market chatter. The Economist had a guide to writing good content many, many years ago that I read. And it said, what you should do is write whatever you want, then go back over your article and cross out every other adjective, and then go back again and cross out all the rest. (laughs) That is probably something we should do in the newsletter, just get rid of all adjectives and see how the content came out then. Anyway, lots of adjectives about Omicron, but the stock market impact seems muted. Now, I have thought that I would reverse the fearful cash-up that I did on the initial reaction, and I don't apologize for that at all. Omicron, or the discovery of Omicron, threatened to derail the market and start off a new pandemic risk, as was evidenced with the spike in the VIX volatility index and the one-day drops of 4 to 5% in the European markets and the big drops in the US market as well, but it hasn't developed. And the reasons for cashing up have evaporated. We cashed up just in case it cascaded. When the markets top out, they do tend to top out very quickly. So I moved fast 
took out insurance against collapse, but it no longer looks appropriate. Yes, there, there are the usual list of other negatives hanging around, inflation, tapering, interest rates, growth concerns, but there's nothing precipitous anymore. And on the back of that, I would reverse our cash call, but I'm just going to hedge our bets this week. We're watching the trend, which seems to be going down today, waiting for the FOMC meeting this week. They're expected to accelerate tapering from 15 billion to 30 billion a month, but that could potentially set off some sort of taper tantrum. Probably not. But with the market doing what it's doing today and with that risk ahead, let's watch what happens before getting back into our bull market ETFs, which will be IVV and A200. We'll wake up to the FOMC on Thursday morning and see what happens then. If it's all very innocuous, then we're not going to get that much in the way of central bank messages after this week, not much in the way of central bank messages for the next month or two over Christmas. So this could just provide a stable foundation for the recurrence of a bull market. And if that's the case, we'll just get back in. And I've written in the newsletter today that what we do in our portfolios, and you'll hear in a minute, we've changed a couple of things in the Fufu or Forever portfolio. We may fiddle with percentages, but we have to communicate these percentages precisely or we get emails. But really, you should pick up on the messaging rather than the details. The changes we make to our portfolios are not instructions, it's simply messaging. So the message today is precipitous moment over. Let's get back to assuming a bull market. And I'm just being cute by not doing that immediately ahead of the FOMC meeting. You'll see as well in the SPY section, there's a chart of the VIX volatility index back in its bull market range. The S&P 500 as well, still very much in uptrend. The recent sell-off and bounce hasn't disturbed the trend at all. All the moving averages are in the right place. It's not overbought. There's nothing technical to suggest a correction is due. And that brief correction has all but reversed. But on the Aussie market, the ASX 200 chart says no rush. It's going sideways. It's broken the uptrend recently. Few of the moving averages, as you'll see on the chart, are in the wrong place. Some of the shorter term moving averages are dropping down through longer term moving averages. Let's not get hung up on lines on a chart. But it says the trend is sideways, not up. There's no rush to get back in. Let's just let a couple of these risks go past and see if we get set up for a nice Christmas. Christmas rally before getting back in. There's no great momentum in our market at the moment. Down to the portfolios, the other observation as I come back is that the iron ore price has bottomed. I see some Macquarie research out saying sentiment has improved. There were also some Chinese iron ore import numbers last month, which were fairly strong. Chinese governments providing some economic stimulus and the Evergrande concerns are coming off the boil. As They've even missed payments, but the market doesn't care. The Evergrande share price isn't doing so well, but the market is no longer seemingly concerned about contagion and the property market in China seems to be getting back to construction. Macquarie's got a target price on BHP 24% above the current share price. The iron ore price chart still looks like it's bottoming. The BHP chart looks like it's bottoming, as do the other iron ore stocks. I am rebuying the BHP we sold in the Forever portfolio today, taking that whole holding back up to around 6% and adding another 1% to our FMG holding, taking it up to 3.36%. As I say, there's de 
detail in the percentages, but it's this is really messaging that I think the iron ore recovery hasn't been derailed by Omicron, so we can get back involved again. The other big decision we've got to make in the forever portfolio is Macquarie. Macquarie I cut back in both the dividend and franking portfolio and the forever portfolio, and I want to rebuild that holding long term, but just looking a little bit spicy at the moment, the Macquarie share price. Have a look at the chart of the forward PE, highest it's been on in 20 years. Still not a very demanding PE, but it is looking a little bit pricey at the moment. Might just wait for a moment before adding that holding back. It is top of the trading range. If it was bottom of the trading range, we'd be buying it at around $170, $180 rather than $200. Be nice if we got there. Let's just hold our water on rebuying Macquarie for the moment. We've still got a bunch of other stocks, other forever stocks that we sold that now the precipitous moment has passed. We might look to get back into Aristocrat Leisure, Cochlear, Domain Holdings, Net Wealth, Seat, for instance, are some of the stocks we sold that we will look to buy back in time. Right, that's about it on the portfolios. On the ideas portfolio today, I'm adding Bank of Queensland. We still hold Domino's. Domino's I continued to hold because it was a beneficiary of the Omicron outbreak a new pandemic, obviously, people were going to eat pizza again. That doesn't really hold water at the moment, but technically it's okay. This is not supposed to be really short-term trading. It is bottom of its trading range. It's bumping along the uptrend support line. Happy to hold on to it for the moment. But Bank of Queensland adding that today. They had an AGM just over a week ago. That has got a few brokers upgrading their recommendations. Too cheap, writes one broker. It's not a growth stock, Bank of Queensland, but it could be or could see a re-rating. It's turned up on the technical scans with a buy signal. The target price, the average broker target price is 30% above the current share price. It's not a forever stock because the growth just isn't there and it is a bit of a headache stock. But a relief re-rating is due, according to the brokers. It's on the lowest PE since the pandemic collapse. We do already hold it in the dividend portfolio. Let's see if this rally extends. Anyway, adding it to the ideas portfolio today. And that will probably do us today. Let's just see what the market's doing today. Dow futures were down 41. We're down 23. We've been down 38 at worst. Banks not doing anything. BHP and Rio up a touch. Woolworths, the big story today. You can read about that in the Marcus Today section. But they're down 9% after warning on sales. COVID costs weighing on the company. And Coles has dropped 6% as well on the back of that idea. We will have a look at them tomorrow. See what the research says. Nearmap also up 9% today on an update. FOMC meeting on Thursday morning our time. Other central bank meetings this week. That's about that. You have a fabulous day and I will speak to you tomorrow.